Welcome to Wholehearted, where we feel things all the way. Here we share stories of full-bodied commitment to the people, places, things, and ideas we believe in, for better or for worse. I'm your host, Hannah Ray Leach. Well, friends, we've made it to April 2021. Yay? In this weird limbo of the past year, acquaintances no longer exist. No more running into people you sort of recognize at the coffee shop, or waving at random babies of neighbors, if you're me, or even forming an intense yet fleeting friendship with the other girl in the bar bathroom because you both hate the Imagine Dragons song that's playing. But in the absence of all of that, I've been especially grateful for and inspired by lifelong friendships. Over the next four episodes of Wholehearted, I'm excited to share a series on friendship. These are conversations I've had over the past year with lifelong best friend pairs. People who have known each other through multiple phases of life, major milestones, good times, and bad times. I wholeheartedly believe in the unique power of friendships that see you through multiple self-iterations even your late pandemic, only slightly functioning self. These conversations brought me an immense amount of joy, and I hope that listening to them brings you the same. Nothing is off limits these days. Like, if you don't want to talk to me for like three months because you're going through it, cool. This is my oldest friend, Cameron. We're going to start off this series with a conversation between him and me. He is probably my lowest maintenance, highest emotional intimacy friendship. We probably only talk on the phone or FaceTime once or twice a year, even in the pandemic. But when we do talk... We have, like, a lot of catching up. Like, a lot of catching up. (laughs) (laughs) There's heavy amounts of catching up. Okay. Tons. We really get into it. Can you hear me if I whisper? Yes. (laughs) It's only last for, like, four to five hours. Forever. For fucking ever. Like, just getting one sit-up for the presidential (laughs) sit-up contest or whatever. And, like, George Bush is going to, like, send me a medal. Like, great. (laughs) I've never never had this experience, so I have to ask. (laughs) Was Was it, like, were his balls, like, exposed? It's absolutely never awkward with Cameron. And it never has been. Something that I appreciate about our friendship the most is that, like, no matter what the medium is, like, whether it's in person, on the phone, via text, like, we can always just, like, pick up right where we left off. Yeah. It's, like, the most low-maintenance friendship of all time. It's beautiful. (laughs) I love that, too. Cameron currently lives in Minneapolis. Yes, our northern queen. We consider ourselves to be soulmates, essentially, but Cameron and I haven't lived in the same city since we were in sixth grade. We met in preschool in Akron, Ohio. Silver Lake, to be specific. We went to school together when we were very young, 1999. We've been like kindred spirits for a long time. Indeed. I remember like so many like pivotal points in my life, like always had an interaction with you in it. I just loved you like the second I met you. (laughs) I know. Same, same, same to you. Cameron and I were close friends from the very start, but remembering exactly how we became friends is hard. It was 1999, and we were four. But Cameron remembers, at least, one of our very early interactions. I remember this 
vividly. I remember <laughs> running around on all fours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hands, feet on the ground, running through like pebbles and dirt. And because mm-hmm. I was Sailor Dog to your Sailor Moon. Right. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, did you? No, I was like, it was, it was, I think it was kindergarten. Yeah, I remember like we would do that and I would like run and then I have to like wipe my hands and feet off and my knees right, off. Right. Because right, I was right, just right. You're just on the clomp clomping along. Just clip clopping away, you know? <laughs> we played incredibly immersive games of pretend, shared a similar sense of humor, and were serious note passers. Yes, unparalleled <laughs> note passing. Because yes. we would fill up every little tiny piece of a piece. Like if there was like a square centimeter, we could fit uh, five paragraphs in there. Our note passing was not particularly subtle, however. We were passing a note, and I vaguely remember saying something like, I'm depressed. Like, Mrs. <laughs> took it and then read it. Yeah, so right. she just saw, like, up top in large letters, like, I'm depressed. And <laughs> so she was like, Cameron, like, what's going on? And I was like, uh... I'm clearly not, but uh, my mom is in the hospital. Because she was at the time. Mm-hmm. Not relevant at all, but she mm-hmm. was. And so I was like, uh, my mom's in the hospital. I'm just worried. And she was like, well, let's go give her a call. And I was like, God bless. Let's do it. <laughs> so we went and like I had to call. I think I definitely like misdialed one number on purpose so that I wouldn't actually call my mom. I remember that, too, because the thing that you didn't mention, the reason why you were depressed was because your parents told you that. Okay, this is your warning to get any Christmas celebrating children out of earshot. I'll give you a solid five seconds of silence here. Okay. Santa Claus isn't real. You're right. Hannah, you are so right. (laughs) Yeah, that's why. Oh, my God. You were, like, so sad that Santa Claus wasn't real. Yes. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, you were, like, torn up about it. We both survived this run-in with our fifth-grade science teacher and clearly live to tell the tale, if you know what I'm saying. Being friends with Cameron was truly thrilling back then and still is to this day. We just were, like, really excited to be interacting with each other every single time. (laughs) It, It was, and it's, like, so wholesome. You it know, really, it really it was a wholesome was. time. It was a wholesome time. We weren't like gross or anything. Like we the were grossest. A gross. I mean, we were gross, but it wasn't like, you know, I can't wait to, you know, touch your butt or something. <laughs> like <laughs> we were also like nine. Yeah, we dated. Well, whatever dating means between two fifth graders. But we were, frankly, the it couple of our class at Silver Lake Elementary. And the things that befell us that year were formative, to say the least. I have a theory that, like, if you go through, like, weird, uh, like, romantic slash sexual awakenings with a friend, (laughs) you will never, (laughs) you'll never, like... You'll never not be friends. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yes. Exactly, like, if you do, like, weird shit when you're in, like, fifth grade. Like, when you're, if you figure things out together, you're friends forever. It's, like, over. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's over, meaning like you're going to know each other forever. Right. Unless it Unless it goes horribly wrong. Which it can. Yeah. It could. Yeah. But it didn't, thankfully. Thank God. Oh, I mean, God. it really could have gone wrong, you know? <laughs> 
Cameron and I were fully obsessed with each other. I knew it. He knew it. And our teachers knew it, too. We definitely had Mrs. together. Absolutely. 100%. Because she was a fucking enabler. She she shipped us before shipping even was a thing. Yeah, no, it's one billion percent true. Like, yeah. to the point where it was, like, almost weird. It was like she, she would, She like, would, like, let us do shit that was, like, not... Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, the... The books. The bookcases, yeah. Yes, like the encyclopedias. The encyclopedias hold an especially potent place in our shared memories. One of us would ask to go to the bathroom. And our teacher, Mrs. the biggest enabler of all time, was like, sure. And then the other one would ask to go to the bathroom before the other one came back. And she'd be like, yeah, sure. So then we would be alone in the hallway at our school. And we would, like, talk a big game. Like, in note passing beforehand. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And we would go and sit behind these bookcases, and we would (laughs) see. We would... (laughs) This is so painful. (laughs) We would hug each other Mm -hmm. to see if we, quote-unquote, felt anything. (laughs) Which is, like... I hate this. So gross. I know! Like, what does that even mean? And this weird kind of gross, kind of sweet, proto-romantic shit did not stop there. Cameron brought up another good example. All right, I'm going to bring it up because I hate this. Uh, I'm going to get it out of the way. I bought the pants. I I bought the pants. I don't even remember why, but I had these corduroy pants and and there was a, a teddy bear named Corduroy Bear. Yes. Yes. So I translated. Well, there, yes, there is a famous bear named Corduroy. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to lay a backstory for everybody. Yes, I don't yes, want anybody yes, left yes. behind. You're right. Uh, you're right. That's good storytelling. <laughs> um, and so they were the teddy bear pants, right? And I wore them specifically for Hannah, right? <laughs> yeah. Because they felt good or something. They like felt yeah. nice. I'm sure they probably I feel had like. like I feel- the like little like, like, wide leg. Oh, I'm sure they were like extra boot cut, <laughs> like extra triple boot cut with yeah. like a thing on the side you can put your hammer in, like a utility. Yes, yes. yes. No, literally, I think that it did have that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Was that like, a thing? Welcome to like early 2000s fashion. <laughs> but mostly, we were living for the drama of our own relationship. Cameron would sometimes randomly break up with me, then get back together with me the next day, and it never really mattered. We were only little kids. We'd be passing notes and we'd be like talking about nothing. And then we would both be like, time for some drama. So we'd be like, do you want to talk about love stuff? <laughs> I love that. That's so accurate, like to now. Still. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Just being like, like do you want to get into it? Like, like you want to <laughs> spill some tea or? Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Cameron and I ultimately broke up at the end of fifth grade for reasons that neither of us could remember. Clearly, it wasn't a major problem. In fact, we both sort of think that our fifth grade romance is part of what led to the openness of our long-term love now. No, and it's just it's just funny that <laughs> we're both treating it with so much legitimate reverence right now. <laughs> but like it is important because I don't think that we would have yeah. been friends the way we are now if that hadn't have happened. No, totally. And and I think that it's, you know, it's not the most comfy topic, but it's important. I feel like such a big part of our friendship when we were little was like, uh, like, I know I said it, but like, I just love, like, I literally loved you. 
Yeah. And I still do. Weirdly, like, in the same way, but, like, different, obviously. Yeah. Like, a, a matured version of a child love is, like, what yeah. we have. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, As you just said, you're gay, and I'm bi, and I feel like there's, like, a weird frequency of, like, gay culture that is there before you even know. Yeah. Oh, and for I, sure. And I feel like we were on that shit. Not that we really didn't know. One of my favorite stories about Cameron as a kid, in retrospect, may have been a bit of a tell. He came to class in fifth grade with the top of his hair bleached. Like 2000s, I am a obese chipmunk. It was like a little ramen noodles-y, like... Absolutely, definitely. It's gonna be May, like, in my hair. Yes, yes. And I remember being like, did you bleach your hair? And he said... It was an accident. It was an accident. <laughs> but it was, like, so clearly not an accident. Like, how does that happen? Like, nobody, like, wakes up and, like, oh, shit. My, yeah. my tips again. I never judged him for this stunt, though, obviously. Getting bleached tips as a fifth grader is precisely what makes Cameron Cameron. It's just one of the many things I love about him. We had to take turns describing each other. We love compliments. You're really, really, uh able to make people feel super special without trying like at all Mm. like just like the way that you interact with people is so um like fun and playful you're like a super loyal super sweet friend who always has just like a really unique and hilarious perspective (laughs) on like everything Like, I'll take it. Yes. Um, like, even when things are really, really bad, you, you find a really funny way to present everything. Like, you're very funny. That's Thank one of you. your things. Obviously a cutie. Again, not to go for the obvious, but it's true. Um, <laughs> super, super, super unconcerned with being anyone other than exactly who you are. Mm. Like... Very authentic, very sweet, very earnest. Like, there isn't, like, a drop of, like, I'm too cool for anyone. Um, I would describe you as articulate. I don't know. I just think you're pretty worldly. Like, you're just, like, cultured woman. Thank Um, you. You're sensual. You're smart. You're funny. (laughs) You're beautiful, obviously. But, like, I'm trying to stay away from, like, the, like, the, you know. (laughs) Did I say artsy already? You didn't say artsy. Artsy, oh, clearly. I mean. Um, but, like, not, like, in the arts and crafts way. Like, in the, I produce genuine art. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> not that other art isn't genuine, but, I mean. Not that pipe I mean. cleaners aren't genuine. Right. <laughs> However you get your start, that's fine. But Hannah's way, like, heads and shoulders above everybody else. So, um, and just, like, all around, good person. Sometimes I wonder whether living close to each other for longer would have changed anything. I mean, I had already moved away before the true teenage years came around, the real coming of age. Would that have impacted our friendship? It's possible that the distance was actually a blessing. Because we've never really been able to judge each other, even for sport, in the way that close friends do. Having known each other for so long, but also in such a specific, long-distance way, has made it that we've never really had that critical of a take on each other's lives. We're just happy that we're in each other's lives at all. This came up in our conversation when we were trying to remember the first fight we ever had. I feel like there's there's really not—it's weird because there's not that much to say. 
I only see you in such particular circumstances. Right. That, like, I really haven't seen you... With, like, a weakness. Yeah. Or, yeah, no, I get it. Which Mm. is really interesting. Like, I could guess, but I don't, like, actually know. Because I feel like we only... We get, like, these big catch-ups. But, like, that's really it. That being said, whenever things are feeling particularly dark or chaotic... There are a few touchstones I return to that show me that things aren't as bad and out of control as they might seem. And one of those touchstones is Cameron. Remembering that he was my first and currently is my longest lasting friend always reminds me of that truth, of the good in the world. I like really hold firm to the belief that, you know, you find who you're supposed to be around. Yes. And who your friends are and like you attract those people to you. Yes. And I think that we just had that. Yeah, we were like, you. Like, it's time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing this. Our friendship has always felt so natural. We clicked immediately, and we've never been confronted with a lot of conflict since we're such low-maintenance, long-distance best friends. But that's not true of all BFF pairs. In our next episode... Michael was so pissed. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, Erin, you're being a bitch. And she was like, you make me feel so stupid. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. It is what it is. <laughs> no. It's not what it is. I'll, I'll um, bite, period. No, honestly, I've been a bad friend. That, you know, and it's so interesting. She was a bad friend. We'll hear from friends that have weathered more storms. This episode of Wholehearted was written, produced, engineered, and hosted by me, Hannah Ray Leach. My lovely story editor, growing more and more powerful with each episode, is Isabel Robertson, and this episode was mixed by Sean Rule Hoffman. Music, as always, is by Josh Perlman Hall, and our show artwork is by Ayana Cheston. All of these people are stars. Special thanks to Cameron, my angel, my darling, the light within me, Thank you so much for being so patient for this episode to come out. If you love the show and want to support it, head over to patreon.com slash wholeheartedpodcast for stickers and other goodies beyond your wildest dreams. To access a transcript of this episode and listen to all of our episodes, go to www.wholeheartedpodcast.com. Until then, we'll see you next time.